You're listening to Find the Outside, the podcast. I'm Tuesday Ryanhart. And I'm Tim Merry. This week on the podcast, we are at our season finale of the podcast. Da-da, da-da. It's got to be better than Game of Thrones, isn't it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think whatever we do is going to be better than the season finale of Game of Thrones. Wow. I mean, I'm just I know, saying. I know people were pretty upset about that. Dude. I don't Very watch sad. it. So. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to do it's going to do wonders for his book sales, I think. You know, the season finale was so bad that everyone's going to want to be like, "Oh, I want to read the book now." And I think that's a good thing. Well, do you not think in hindsight people might I mean, just say to tell me, years from now, do you not hmm. think that people will talk about this cultural moment and how maybe people hated it, but <laughs> it actually was pretty awesome. It was like it was like a zeitgeist. It captured the times. No, I just, I just genuinely think it was badly done. <laughs> I think they're going to be like, yeah, that's what happens when, when you know, when TV writers get ahead of really good narrative writers like mm. George R. R. Martin. I mean, whether you like his style or the fact he kills people or the, I mean, he's like, I'm not, I'm, you don't have to like his content, but he's a good narrative writer. I mean, he's able to weave all kinds of complex plots together and somehow they make sense and come together. And like the TV writers just didn't have it, I don't think. You know? Huh. Well, then we yeah. are going to be better than that. How about that? What are the what are the complex plots that we are going to weave together on this podcast Tuesday? That's the big question, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure <laughs> that I can deliver on that today. Not, <laughs> I might be a TV writer after this. Yeah. Well, let's be honest with our podcast listeners here. I had I, I was flying in from New York City last night after having a uh, doing some work with Tuesdays in New York. And then having a weekend with two friends, two old friends for my birthday. Gary, actually, he does the music for the podcast. Gary Blakemore. And, um, Gary Blakemore. Nice. Well done, mm-hmm. Tuesday. He got his name right. I've met only him took, now. It, it only took 18 episodes and his name's <laughs> right now. I think that's great. And so uh, so, so I, my flight was meant to leave at 8 a.m. Didn't leave until 1.51 it took off 151 and then uh, and then I, I actually walked in the door this morning at 6 30 a.m just in time for my kids to get up for school and uh, oh my gosh so helped get the kids out the door went to went to bed at 8 30 got up at 11 30 that's been my day so if I'm a little kooky today a little out to lunch that's we're why. just gonna blame it on that huh we're gonna absolutely that's what that's we're gonna it. say that's what we're gonna do that's yeah, good that's, seems appropriate that's good no that's good I I have no such excuse I got home from New York on Friday night, but I did kind of, I had to laugh because I was just like, I leave again tomorrow morning uh, for work. And I was just like, nope, I'm just, this is the time for my kids, no work. And so I haven't Mm. thought about work, but of course what that means is like, I, you know, I woke up to a lot of emails and things I hadn't done on the previous three days when we were working in New York city. I know. Right. And so I'm a little like, Oh, there's a lot, there's a lot, but actually I feel okay. I, I just feel a little, um, not with it. So we'll see how we do this podcast, our That's season right. finale podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Right. So Tim, tell me, I was curious, like, as we think about closing down this season on yeah. the podcast, like yeah. what's up for you around the podcast? What are you thinking about it? How are you feeling about it? What's up? You know, the main thing that I want to say. Tell me. It's like, it's like, thank you for listening. Yeah. Like I really, yeah. Like the numbers of people listening to the podcast have been like steadily increasing over these mm-hmm. episodes, you know. And and I know there's people out there who are listening to the podcast in groups. They get together and they listen to it in groups. No I know way. There's, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I know there's oh. individual listeners who like every day they walk their dog, they're out there and they're listening to the podcast, walking their dog. Mm. I know there's people who are listening to it, driving to work. I mean, when you do a podcast like this, you start getting people start talking to you about it and yeah. how they listen to it and when they listen to it. And oh, I do it every night when I'm just doing the washing up or, you know, and I just mm-hmm. I just love that. So I just love the incredible kind of like honor and opportunity we've had to just like be part of people's lives in whatever yeah. way, whether it's part of a group or like out on a walk with the dog or doing the dishes or, as, you know, part of how you get yourself ready for your week. Or So I just, uh, I think there's an enormous gratitude that people have come along with us and been willing to dive in with us. And um, and I, there's something about that that I just, uh, yeah, makes me really happy. Yeah, that's, yeah, I um, I didn't know that groups were listening to us, but I, I feel like, um. Now I'm, I'm hearing from folks like, oh, you know, I listened to your podcast and, or, and I'm just like, oh, you know, it's kind of surprising. I know, you know, I think we started this off certainly hoping, um, we could, uh, get to folks who don't have a chance to be with us. Like, you know, like as we take bigger and bigger projects, like there's less and less kind of amount of people we can work with in terms of like, um, and so I know that that was part of our goal is to have some way to access us and our thinking and. And even our relationship, even if you don't get to work with us directly. um, But I guess I'm kind of surprised at the amount of people who've wanted to do that. That feels like a delightful, like what an honor. What an honor. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then I think the the other thing is, is like, because of what you're saying, because the outside is just like, I don't know what's happened to it. Like it's exploded. It's gone through like some major evolutionary leap in its, in its development. Like it's it's busy. Like we've just kind of yeah. erupted this year, haven't we? And, yeah. and, we're, and we're still trying to figure out how to deal with that really mm-hmm. in terms of like family and work and balance and ev- all of that. We're, we're really in because we just didn't expect it to grow this fast, this, you know, this big, did we? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so uh, I think the podcast has become one of these really precious places where we get yeah. to reflect together, where we get to just like stop and um, even just have a laugh, but but also dig into some of the deeper content that surrounds our work. And uh, so I've actually begun to really treasure it as mm-hmm. one of our reflection spaces that, mm-hmm. uh, you know what, if we, if we weren't carving out time to do these podcast recordings, I don't know when we'd be finding time to kind of like step back from the work and right. have some of these bigger picture views and these bigger picture conversations and that ability to like stop and chat to each other and learn what we're learning. And do you know what I mean? I think it's actually, uh, for me anyway, it's played a really pivotal role in the first year of the outside in terms of giving us space to stop, reflect, kind of like uh, reconnect around the work, think bigger, challenge each other. Um, so I think that's been another piece. I've been really grateful for the conversations with you mm-hmm. and the people who've come on and how that's really helped the outside stay sane. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so interesting because, you know, one of the, like part of because of the expansion of the work this year, um, you know, one of the things we've really tried to keep up on is like, how do we keep our relationship? How do we mm-hmm. keep attending to the work? And so, that's right. you know, we do things like, weekly calls with each other, right? We do yeah. things like, um, you know, if we're on site together, making sure that we have dinner or a run together, right? So just kind yeah, of like shoring up this relationship, but that still actually doesn't give room for what this podcast does, which is reflect mm. on what we're learning, right? Like that keeps right. us connected. It keeps us like on top of the work, but it doesn't actually keep us thinking and learning together in the way that I think this podcast has, has caused us to pause and reflect. And so I always really look forward to it. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm a little bit like, what are we going to talk about today? Um, you know, like what's up? Uh, I love it when Jen helps us figure that out. Um, but it All right, always, Jen. exactly. 
yeah. I mean, just I mean, in I, general, maybe that should just be and in general, hooray for Jen because she's amazing. I feel like that could maybe be the name of the podcast. You know, <laughs> I mean, like maybe we're the outside, but maybe we're just hooray for Jen. You know, last week when we when we were in New York, I said to you, what would it be like to be Jen? To like be a person who is so on top of things, right? Who like knows how to organize life and people. And uh, so she's just a gift. But um, so- For those who don't know, Jen is our operations manager who's been with us since the beginning of the outside and is just a, a crucial piece of the yeah. fabric of- of the whole of this organization existing and functioning. And she actually listens to the podcast. I mean, not yeah. and only not just as an operations manager, but like she learns about us. So I think that that's, that's right. That's just, it's just amazing to me, the people who choose to listen. And I'm so grateful. So if, if you were to pick, uh, you know, looking, looking back on our year, cause this mm-hmm. is our final podcast. I mean, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about what we might do next year. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? But like, no, but I will let you be in that conversation. Yeah. Well, we've, I think we've got a few ideas we're going to throw out. We've got a couple, got a couple of things lined up, some juicy tidbits for oh, the, yeah, uh, for the podcast. I just thought yeah, you meant what we're going to yeah. do next year. Okay. Oh God. No, I can't think that far ahead. That feels all up in the air. We got that's easy. Let's just figure out the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so, um, so, you know, is there, is there, cause we're not going to, engage with these podcast listeners until the, until the right. autumn now, until the fall, right. right? I mean, we're not back until September, right. really. It might actually be the first week of October. I'd have to go look at the notes. Um, if you want to know exactly the date we're back, go look in the, go look in the show notes. It's yep. either the end of September, beginning of October. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, what are some of the things that it feels important for us to leave our podcast listeners with over the summer? That like, if we were just to sink in mm. for a little bit before we look ahead, what some of the kind of basic messages that are, uh, are kind of percolating in our hearts and our brains mm. that it feels important to leave these kind people who've been listening to us with? Yeah. So I think <clears throat> that's really great. Um, the, the, there were two things that came to mind. The, the first was kind of work-wise and the second was personal. But um, the first work-wise is I think kind of like one of our learnings that we're just starting to articulate that feels Mm. worth saying is that systems change with equity at the center. It even takes a long time to really catch, right? So you can have a a lot of intent going into it and you can all be up for it, but there is something about getting to the work together and holding that intention that it still takes quite a bit of time to actually like, oh, this is what we're doing and we're all yeah. committed to that. So we were talking about a project uh, that we've been in for two years now, right? And you yeah. said to me recently, like, I think they're they're really starting to get the equity piece and having that at the center of all that they do. And, mm-hmm. um, and so they've been up for systems change. They've been up for equity at the center, but like now there's like a deepening into that work. And then I said to you with another project, like they get the equity piece. Like there's no mm-hmm. doubt what mm-hmm. they're, what it's what their journey is going to be is actually looking at systems change and how that happens. And so it just feels to me like even the two of us who do this work, like I think we've been learning that we are talking sometimes years into an effort before those pieces like really come together and they both really sink into what we're doing. So that feels like a good learning to share with people. Like take heart, it it takes a while. And you know, I I keep, there's a there's like a very mechanistic part of my brain that wants to be like how do we identify that moment you know <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know and um uh and uh, you know i was in the i was in the room 
on the project you're talking about and and there was just a moment where it just you know it just went kuchink <laughs> like it just like sank and clicked and um and it's not like I mean, it took some courageous leadership from people uh-huh. of color in the room to bring some uh-huh. of those conversations in, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. but there was, but it's not like that hasn't happened before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And so then it just like, there was something happened, like the readiness was suddenly there, Yeah, you know, and, kunk, and it just, everything kind of like sank down a level and clicked in. And there was this like moment where everyone's like oh that that's what we're up to mm-hmm. that's what we're up to and and i think that's amazing and, and it was it was it was it was it's been fab just in the brief amount of time we worked with tripti in new york mm-hmm. you know from future services institute and she was talking a lot about how they can begin to start leveraging their developmental data as a way of assessing readiness mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the things i really uh, want to start exploring and figuring yeah. out it's like how do we how do we uh help people understand where they're at in this journey you know how do we begin to map some of the stages of this journey so people and over multiple years you know yeah and uh and so people can be like okay this is the piece we need to work on now this is the piece we need to mm-hmm. work on now and so it can just become a bit i love the organic emergent nature of our work i wouldn't change it for a thing anything Mm -hmm. in the world it's part of what makes it so thrilling and exciting and creative for me Mm -hmm. like if it wasn't creative it wouldn't engage me but that ability to combine some strategy with that some analysis and rigor with that Mm -hmm. where are we at what are the key things we need to focus on and is there ways we can develop kind of develop you know develop assessments that help the people we're working with see we need to do some systems change work. Right. We need to build our our capacity around equity because then our strat we can begin to build our emergent strategies around that. Absolutely, yeah. And I think for those of us, you know, in the strategy and facilitation role, then we can actually, uh, you know, what's been so powerful about these last two like chunking into work is it's like <laughs> oh right. Um, that's, what, that's, what, that's what we'll call the model. Yeah, kachunking into work. That's good, yeah. right? The yeah. thing, so um, what's been so helpful is like, oh, you know, along the road, I think both you and I have gotten frustrated or like, yeah. are we really doing the work we say we're doing? Is this mm. actually take? So mm. for me, those of us who are like part of the strategizing around systems change and equity and the facilitation, it can also give us a little bit of ground, right? Like, oh, here's, yeah, right. no, actually, this is, this is somewhat developmental. Uh, and this is where we are. And so like, of course, this is the place that we want to step in or maybe not. Maybe we step in at step two. I don't know. But it just it feels like it could give us all of us a little bit of ground um, in very emergent work that could be quite useful. So that's what I would share with people. Like just like it's it's kind of like a if you say, what do we want to leave the podcast listeners for the summer? Like part of it is like just take heart. Right. Sometimes it takes a lot longer than you think it's going to take. And like, take heart. You know, like you're going to get there. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, uh, and it literally is one foot in front of the other, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it literally is. I mean, for all the kind of strategy we do and the development of roadmaps, like mm-hmm. it literally is one foot in front of the other and keep moving. Like, right. Keep getting unstuck. Keep getting unstuck. Keep getting unstuck. Like, no, I was just remembering years and years and years ago when, you know, I was in my early twenties and Meg Wheatley was kind of like doing some coaching for us and just around a lot with our work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she, she used to talk, even back then, she used to talk about 
one step at a time leadership. Mm -hmm. You take a step, you stop, you look around, you take a step, you stop, you look around. And, uh, you know, and part of what we're giving is people is the strategic frameworks that when they stop and look around, they can reorganize and reorient quicker, more effectively, and then move and stop, reorient, reorganize, move, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's wicked. Love that. And so you said there was one personal one as well. You were, yeah. Um, I'm really with you on that. I'm I'm really with you on the, on the other one. And yeah. Yeah. So the personal one, I think I've just been thinking about like this year of our own kind of expansion and stepping into different and in some ways, bigger roles. And I was thinking about, you know, like if I think about what I want to send people off with the summer, it's also, it's like take our, and then also like get your ground. Like there's something for me around like I think this time for many people of goodwill is calling for more and more. It's calling for more expansion. It's calling for something different. And the, it's like the only way not to be buffeted. And I just see so many people around and being buffeted and, and sometimes in really good ways, right? Like buffeted forward. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, um, like there's nothing actually like going back to self, like yourself is ground. It's like, go to ground, but it's like, go to yourself, go to your ground, go to like, keep, keep, keep learning and understanding and moving from your center um, and that particular very deep place feels like you do nothing else this summer, right? Except discover more about yourself. Um, you will have done some pretty amazing work and some pretty amazing work in the world. I think that's right. And uh, I think connected to that um, is, uh, you know, my experience of going back to myself, whether it's like, um, you know, my personal practices of like medication, medication, that's one of them. I say that's a good uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a very useful one of, of meditation, you know, of, uh, spending time in nature of being in, of being in therapy that allows me to revisit, you know, things in my childhood that set fundamental patterns for my behavior, you know, mm-hmm. that now in my mid forties, I'm getting to revisit and, and choose, right rather than just play out yeah there's uh, something in all of it or all of that which is about um has just been about like letting go of like who i think i am mm. what i think i am what i think my work yes. is yes there's been this there's just been this like all of that journey back to self has been like just allowing myself to rewrite myself again and again mm-hmm. you know um uh, rather than being in some like self-fulfilling prophecy of this is how it should be, or right. this is what I should be doing, or this is how I should be turning up, or there's some, there's some, uh, there's something about going back to that place that mm-hmm. allows me or has allowed me over this year, despite the busyness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the massive growth and all of that mm-hmm. to feel like I'm like, a kind of actively choosing in my life rather than just being rolled right. along by it. Right. And, 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 um, and I need that in a world which feels so overwhelming. Yeah. You know, which feels in some ways, some, sometimes just fundamentally painful to watch. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, I need that feeling that, that, um, I'm, I'm participating in my own growth. I'm yeah. participating in my own development. I'm able to kind of like, rewrite and respond and grow as a person it's like if all else you know sarah mclaren used to say that to me if all else fails go back to personal journey mm, <laughs> ah, such a smart woman so smart. yeah right yeah so like I've, I've, i really resonate with that too so that makes that 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 really connects for me mm. yeah 
Good. Well, what would you, if you were to leave our podcast listeners with a few things for the summer? Yeah. Um, uh, my, you know, Katie, my wife and I, we choose a word or mm-hmm. a sentence for every year. Cause mm-hmm. we usually we do at some point we do some big drive down to the States. That's two days. Yeah. And um, we take the kids down to see the grandparents in New Hampshire and, and, uh, big Jim and Gail and, and then, uh, and then we do a drive back. So we get this, we get this long time in the car to talk. It's like mm-hmm. a two day drive, six hours, one day, you know, five hours or six hours the next mm. and, uh, and, um, and we kind of always have these conversations that set a bit of a tone for our year, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and so the one we landed on this year was, uh, was balance. Like we're just trying to we're trying to really build balance in mm. to our family and into our lives and into our work, and so um, and that's just felt outrageously true. Ah. <laughs> Not that I've struck a good balance, right? Uh huh. Actually, yep, I got it. But the, it's but it's but like there's but it, I'm I'm left with a lot of questions about like how do I balance the my my, my passion for my work. Um, with my passion to just be home with my kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, how do I balance like my, the intellectual excitement I get yeah. from being in these incredible conversations about highly complex change that could have massive impact, you know, with like what my heart's telling me, Yeah, you know, which is like, slow down, stop, listen, you know? And then there's this like brain going, Right, absolutely. <laughs> you, you know, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and uh, the Anglo-Saxon word, the uh, the kind of sixth-century Anglo-Saxon word for uh, for balance is hate or law, and um, and it and it means everything from like the it's the same word that's used for like the balance of nature to balance in your life to the balancing of a decision around justice, you know, so the same word runs all the way Mm. through, you know, of like, um, so I've just, I I guess that's, that's had my attention all year and it still has my attention. You know, what is the balance I want in my life and how do I, how do I do that? How do I do that? Well, and, um, um, what do I need to be able to let go of or step into to do that? So those are the kind of questions I'm going into the summer with, Mm. um, which maybe I've just like, I'm inviting everybody into like yeah. what, what is the balance that enables us to do this work that is like so desperately needed in terms of stepping up, you know, creating the conditions for people to be in conversations that deeply matter to each other and then make commitments to clarity from there in terms of getting stuff done, yeah, like moving forward, taking action in the face of often what seemed like insurmountable odds, you know, like that, you know, to the balance of like, playing Dungeons and Dragons with Ollie and walking my dog and hanging out with my kids and looking after this crazy new puppy we have in our oh house. Oh my and, goodness. Right. So yeah. I just think there's that. I think there's something about that, you know, like how are we, how are we giving all parts of ourselves what we need to be able to do what needs to be done? I feel like for sure that should be an upcoming podcast next fall. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. yeah. What have we discovered about balance this summer? Mm, oh, I love that. Yeah, nice, huh? Yeah. Is that like the segue into what's coming next, next season? Was that like the setup? Look at that. Look at, you know. Like what I just did there. So, look at that. See, segue. I think we should have a bit of music that plays in the background right now, Mark, that segues us into the next <laughs> section. We can just do, we'll do a little pause and wait for it. 
Nice. Love it. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Whatever Mark inserted there it was, was fantastic. It was just exactly what we yeah. needed to segue. Yeah. So let's talk about what we think is coming up next year for the podcast. So I know for sure, like one of the things I know is we're going to interview a few friends on some yeah. topics that we that we've kind of uh, been working on. So we're going to talk about the two loops with a friend. We're going to talk, hopefully going to bring Jacob in around uh, data, uh, maybe even Troopty and Gabe, like maybe we'll just have a whole kind of. Wow. You know. So that was, let's talk about that. So that would be Troopty from Future Services Institute mm-hmm. out of the US who are doing incredible work around kind of like developmental evaluation, this ability to generate data that helps inform how we move. Right. And they're also Gabriel- doing innovation in government agencies. Like that's actually their specialty. Right. Like human how they, services. How yeah. they innovate in human service agencies, right? So it's pretty edgy work. Fantastic stuff. Gabrielle Donnelly, who uh, we've talked about endlessly on this podcast, I think on and off, you know, who's a professor at Acadia University, but one of the people who's been really influencing our thinking Mm -hmm. about how we integrate rigor and data into our systems change work. Mm -hmm. And then Jacob Watkins, who's a person we've been working with within PricewaterhouseCoopers, who's also been really influencing us, I think, in terms of how he thinks and our ability to kind of balance kind of like traditional approaches to change with these highly emergent approaches and how do it how does it not become a uh 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 a choice right it's this or this yeah. you're right or wrong but like how do these two ways and worlds coexist you know right. and how do these two ways of approaching data exist or thinking about organizational operating systems coexist and and that's been this incredible journey too so we're all three of those characters we expect to somehow turn up next right. season don't right. we and uh and I think there's a lot of juice in all of those. And then Alistair Jarvis is the fella that we were going to come in and have a talk talk to us about two loops. And him and Will Martin have a, an organization called Woods Camp that was founded out of Nova Scotia. Um, and uh, and they've kind of taken, taken the world of forestry by storm, you know, and they're working with the two loops of systems change as a way of really beginning to look at how we work around forestry and particularly how... Uh, uh, private woodlot owners' ethics and morals can be aligned up to the forestry that's taking place um, on their land rather than it just being big companies coming yeah. in. And so they've been doing incredible work and are now working all of multiple states in the in across the United States, um, uh, doing incredible stuff. And so they've got a lot of kind of business startup mm-hmm. knowledge as well as systems change stuff, which is different than the kind of lens we have in on the two loops. So we're thinking that's going to be a really interesting chat. Absolutely. And so we will continue to have guests in next year as we do our work. Uh, We will continue. I know for sure, you know, it sounds like we're going to do something on balance. We'll do something around what we're learning on equity and systems change. That feels like it's continuing to move for us. Absolutely. Ola, we're going to have Ola Ola Chris Sorensen in. That's right. That's right. From Bigger Picture, we're looking at having Ola Chris Sorensen in from Bigger Picture, who are doing who are doing all of this work around kind of like trying to visualize large scale systems change and the complexity and scope of the work, which of course we know is essential because humans can't understand complexity through bullet points. They have to see it visually. Like right. all of the research points to the need for the human brain to visualize complexity to be able to engage with it effectively. Um, so we're going to have him in, and they're launching a book. Yeah. Aren't they? So that we're gonna he's gonna, we're gonna get have him in talking about his book, but also talking about how visual visuals can complement this work of system change and activity. That's right. We've got a lot of plans. And of course we got stuff. then they'll just be in a, they'll just be podcasts of Tim and I, episodes of Tim and I yeah. talking like this about what's up for us. Dun dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Oh, that's still happening. <laughs> 
still happening. We will be back next fall, but let's finish out by doing what we always do. I got a poem. You got a song. Yep. Great. So what's the song you got? So like I was telling you that it's a tough one, right? Because I was trying, I was, we were before the podcast, I was talking about, is it Where Are We Now by Lady LaSure, which is like some brilliant Birmingham kind of like uh, hip hop and rap. Uh, or is it Incapable by Roisin Murphy? And I'm, I'm going to go for Incapable by Roisin Murphy just because I'm listening to it so much. It's just playing for me all the time in the background at the moment. And uh, I would have picked the other one, and, uh, but yes. Would you? I know, right? It's not so much... <laughs> it's not so much. Him. Well, you probably would have. I think you might have. Anyway, but it, it, it's not so much the lyrics, although I think the lyrics are lovely. But it's the it's the musicality of the whole thing, actually, of that one. Like I listen, the musicality of it, and she's got one version of it that's eight minutes long. She's got the radio edit, which is three minutes, and there's an eight minute version, which I just invite everybody. It's like it's not it doesn't it doesn't feel like a long song at all. It's beautiful, and it's a uh, you know the lyrics are powerful, but really the musicality of the whole thing is lovely. Great, fantastic. What about you? What's your poem? My poem is from. Uh, our friend and someone we work with, Lex Schroeder. And so she, yeah. put, this, yeah, she put this up on Facebook a couple years ago. And um, it just, it really caught me. I think as a, as a former yoga practitioner and just as someone who finds so much of my understanding through my body. Um, so this is called Find a Point on the Wall. Try holding your leg out straight from your hip. Turn out, bend and dip, point. Now hold it straight out, be long. Where's your core? Point, turn out, bend. Now hold it straight out, grow taller. Take it to the side, higher, back. We'll do eight. Take it up now, ball of the foot, turn around, higher. Go five inches more. Arms up, turn, kick out. Try not to collapse into your standing leg. Where's your core? Good. Now, try letting your friends feel pain. Let them live with a steady ache. Let them bring themselves back from the dead. Let your loved ones grow older. Keep going, let people get sick. Let someone worry about you. Try laughing during a nuclear war. Let beauty wash over you. Feel loved. Try to love somebody well. Take up a bit more space. Back up. We'll do three sets of eight. Soften. Higher. Let it be bigger than you. Grow five inches. Say it straight out. Don't rush these. Forget yourself. Try practicing grace. Let your heart break for the world. Try crying after a dry spell. Root into the ground. Soften. Now stay long. We'll do three more sets. Occupy and back, back. Just two more. Where's your chest? Don't scrunch. Grow taller. Make more space. It's okay. Be exhausted. Let it be easy. Look up. Hello. Relax into the breath. Find your core. There. 
Wow. Right? That's lovely. Yeah. Thank you, Tuesday, and thank you, Lex Schroeder. Yeah. That's a fantastic piece of poetry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, huh? Mm. All right. So that's it for this episode in this season of Find the Outside, the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find the podcast. And when the next season comes out, you will be notified. Absolutely. And we will start again every second Tuesday, same kind of rhythm. And of course, you could always go back and listen to the podcast we've done this year already. And if you'd like to get in touch about something, we're taking a podcast recording hiatus, but we'll still be around. But if you want to let us know, you can reach us at podcast at findtheoutside.com. And it would be magic if you could take some time to go onto uh, iTunes or your podcast platform and write a review. It would be lovely. It really helps us be visible on those platforms as we go into the second season. You can find links to any of the resources, poems, books, songs we mentioned during the show in the show notes for this episode over at findtheoutside.com backslash podcast or in the description of the podcast in the podcast app you're listening to us on. You can find the song we played in today's show and every song we played in previous shows on the playlist we created on Spotify. Just search Find the Outside on Spotify Playlist, or you can find a link over at findtheoutside.com slash podcast. This episode was edited and produced by Mark Coffin at Soundgood Studio. Thanks, Mark. Theme music for the Find the Outside podcast is by Gary Blakemore. Take care, folks. See you in the autumn.